Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Welcome back, everybody. Taco Tuesday is here after another victory. Alex, we are now 500 on the season. Lakers win 117 100. Obviously, the Lakers are well above 500. But here as a show, we've done four post game shows and we're two and two. Alex, how are you? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, my, my energy and my mood changes on game nights when the Lakers play well. And tonight, I mean, for three quarters, they played as good as I have seen them play. Oh, the first half specifically, but through the third quarter, got a little sloppy. That's about as good as I've seen the Lakers play all year. How about you? Yeah, I thought last game was like easily their best performance for like a full 48 minutes, but then they come back and top themselves with this one. Yeah, I thought this was just a total dominating effort tonight, especially on defense. If you take a look at the box score, just the starters specifically, Anthony Davis, 19 and 10, plus 21. LeBron James, 26, 8 and 5, plus 15. Gasol, five points, but plus 17. Schroeder, 14 points, plus 22. Caldwell Pope, 14 points, plus 19. I mean, you can't ask for much more from your starters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought the entire team, really, but the starters, like you mentioned, they've been really good. I, I think on both ends of the, the ball, like, I think the guards specifically, I know we'll get into it a little further when we talk about it, but I thought the guards have been a standout in terms of their defense on Harden and John Wall these last couple games like they've been totally quiet and non-existent because of KCP and Dennis Schroeder I thought did they play yeah it doesn't feel like that right no not at all this is uh just I mean I saw them and it just looked like they had no interest in playing tonight and maybe that was the Lakers defense but it just felt like you know how we've come on a couple Mm -hmm. times and we're like you know Lakers just kind of like you know coasted through it whether they won or not Tonight, for the Rockets, for those two specifically, it looked like, I mean, what did they even do today? I mean, I, I see that Harden scored 16, got seven rebounds and six assists. Could have fooled me. I, it is interesting to watch like as like a fan of another team or someone who covers the team like every game to watch another, another NBA team and how they perform and to kind of compare energy levels or compare like body language, stuff like that. And yeah, like. This game, like, right off the tip, they seem defeated out there. I'm not sure if that just has to do with the trade rumors or what. But, yeah, that was, like, a really weird game, like, in terms of, like, a chemistry body language uh, from the Rockets tonight. Yeah, obviously there's something going on with Houston. And James Bar- James Harden, the brunt of many jokes today on Twitter. I won't get into that. That's not what we're here to do. We're here to talk about the Lakers, who are now 9-3 and on the season. Interestingly enough, 6-0. and on the road and that's where they were tonight and if you're following along the lakers do play tomorrow um in oklahoma city so back to back on the road for the first time i believe it's the first back to back on the road this season they've played in yeah that'll be the first back to back on the road this season but as far as tonight goes i mean you can start and just stay on the first and second quarter because the game really was over after that i tweeted out a picture of LeBron James wearing flip-flops with almost seven <laughs> minutes remaining in the game. That's the kind of game it was. Like LeBron and the, the Rockets did kind of cut it down to 17. They only lost by 17. They were down by 30 when LeBron went out and never came back in. 
but it really it started fast the defense was on fire they had four blocks in the first quarter the rockets had a season low of scoring 14 points in the first quarter i don't know if it's the fans like actually hearing people cheer you on for the first time in over a year or about a year but the lakers came out on fire and you told me um the past two days the past two games excuse me they've been great yeah. and no different this first quarter was the best that i have seen the lakers play yeah this year i i mean i know you haven't really been keeping up with a ton of stuff but do you have any theories why all of a sudden like they decide to flip a switch here or was it just a combination of the rockets being so bad right i'm glad you brought that up because i looked at the schedule and it's been really easy like let's not kid ourselves yet nine and three is great but you know, the Rockets are not good so far this year. They're three and six now. The Bulls are not very good. The Spurs are not very good. The Grizzlies are not very good. You know, like the last time they played like a good team was like Portland and they lost on Monday, December twenty eighth. And so let's not act like the Lakers are beating the top teams at the moment. But I you just see it though. If you watch the Lakers every night, which I know you do and I know most people listening to this do, you can see that switch. So why they did it? I don't know. Is it a byproduct of who they're playing or is it a or is it a product of hey, they're kind of figuring this out? I think it's probably a little of everything. Like there were those comments made by Christian Wood uh in that first game they mm-hmm. played the the Lakers and he said that he circled that game in his calendar and he wanted to like you know, basically do well against AD. And I'm sure the Lakers took a a little umbrage with that. And AD really has responded these last couple games with just but he had five blocks today. He just was dominant on defense tonight and seven of eight from the field. Mm-hmm. He's he's just picked up. No turnovers. Yeah, he, he's just been a great game. really good. So I, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. This team has been flirting with like losses in those games you mentioned and their energy wasn't there, their focus levels and all that stuff. But whatever ha- whatever happened, I'm happy it happened and they're just playing really, really well. Yeah, and let's hope they keep it going because this team, we've said it last week, I believe it was when we when we came on here. It, it they you know, I use the word coast and cruise or whatever, but it's it's not that easy. It's just that they've relied on their talent for the first month of the season and it's gotten by. And these last two games, you see an effort, you see a game plan, you see intensity on defense, you see the guys that are supposed to dominate dominate. This is the kind of basketball that is encouraging early in the season. Cause let, let's not get it twisted. It's 12 games in it's very early on in the season, but it's encouraging signs. They're not getting worse. They're getting better. Yeah. And that's the really good thing to see. Yeah. Yeah. They're trending in the right direction. Like we knew going into the year, it, it was going to be sloppy. These first few games, the, you know, coming back from that quick turnaround and the long playoff run and all that stuff. But we, we knew those games weren't going to be, the most exciting or most uh, beautiful basketball out there, but they are trending in the right direction. Their defense is trending in the right direction. Um, their shooting has been really good. Like I, I think we should mention KCP individually tonight. Like he's probably not going to get a, a lot of love because of what LeBron and AD and the rest of the guys did. But I thought KCP has been so good since returning to the lineup. Except that dunk. Except today. the dunk. What the hell was up with that rump? That rim, Harrell not the rump. What was up? <laughs> uh, Wall, yeah, Harold, and KCP that, all missed a dunk rim, on right. Exactly on that rim. Uh, what the hell is going on I over there? Know. But uh, yeah, KCP has been great. He missed a, he he missed a lot of games there in the middle, and it's great to see him back. And 
Man, I know we talked about it all last bubble and, and how important he was to this team, but every time that we bring up KCP, I still am like, how the hell did he just turn it around here in LA? Like, he was what Kuzma was last. You know, like like he's just been the brunt. He was the brunt of just so much trash talk. And he has completely turned around. You're right, man. He just makes a difference on this team. Oh, no, definitely. I think he stabilizes that backcourt. And really, it, it like if the backcourt's good in terms of like you can re- they're reliable like they were last season with Danny Green and KCP. And I think Denny, Dennis Shooter has really stepped into that role and been a lot better than I thought he was going into like be going into the season. But I think if they're good, that just allows the bigs to kind of focus on rim protection and kind of helping out those guys and and knowing that they're at least going to give an effort level out there. And I think KCP just does a great job navigating screens and kind of you could stick him on Harden or John Wall and he can he can do a good job so yeah he's just been really really good and again four for five from three tonight he's shooting the ball so well mm-hmm. yeah I mean the Lakers just have don't you feel like the Lakers have improved as a team now in the three-point area once Wesley Matthews started making threes I know he didn't play tonight kind of seemed like the team is kind of figuring out the three-point shot now too I think like last I looked I think they were like top five or top, let me hold on. Let me check this really quick. They were mm-hmm. coming into this game, they were ninth in three point percentage. And that feels like a big improvement from last year. Yeah. I've, uh, according to ESPN, uh, as of this moment at 7 30 on Tuesday night, they're sixth now. Sixth. Wow. We've yeah. come a long yeah. way. <laughs> We've come a long way. All they had to do was get rid of Danny Green and bring in other guys. No, I'm just kidding. Danny, don't yell at me like you yelled at the fan yesterday. I'm just Danny kidding. Green Danny. had nine threes tonight. I know it's funny because that's what shooters do, man. They're they're off and they're on. They're off and it's it's what it is, what it is. But yeah, it's encouraging because it just it just not that the Lakers didn't know how to win games last year. I I I, I thought about what I was going to say before I even said it and caught myself. But it's nice to know that the Lakers can rely on shooting from outside the arc as another way to beat you. How about that? So. It's not just that they can beat you the way they, that they did last year. They didn't beat teams last year by shooting threes. It's not that's like did not do that this year. Not saying they can, but it's nice to know that they have guys that can make shots. I, I think they're just so much more versatile. Like to your point, I think on 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 offense specifically, like we saw, like we saw the typical pick and roll. Like we saw how good that is. We saw isolation, LeBron in the post with these turnaround round jumpers. But now we have like a guy like Gasol where Dennis Schroeder and Gasol can just give LeBron and AD a break on on one possession in the half court. And that feels like that never happened last year, where LeBron and AD don't have to touch the ball in the half court, and a possession can still end up really well. Like, Gasol and Dennis Schroeder just did this easy give-and-go uh, backdoor cut for a layup for Dennis Schroeder, and that just worked out perfectly. So, yeah, if mm-hmm. it's like they can get to the paint, they can finish, they can shoot threes... Uh, they can get out in transition like they've been doing the last couple games. They just feel way more versatile, and I think that's why the offenses look so good. Um, before I switch topics on, on on something else, to go back to the effort and just kind of guys figuring it out today, if he can do what he did today, Kyle Kuzma will be so important to this team. 11 points, 11 rebounds. <laughs> and the broadcast on Spectrum just making a point, like look at Kuzma actually try and go get rebounds like kuzma is a tall individual he can go get rebounds and today the effort was there 
and he got 11 boards. That's something that he can, like, if they got him to do it, not saying he's going to average double-digit rebounds a game, but if you put effort into it, that's another big thing that can help them in the long run. Yeah, it still feels like Kuz is trying to, like, figure, figure, it, out, figure it all out. Like, it, it's crazy how Dennis Schroeder and Trez already feel like we know what they are and what their roles are, and they're only about 11 games, 12 games into their Laker careers, and Kyle Kuzma still feels like, I'm not totally sure, like, what they want him to be or what they want him to do. Mm-hmm. And that's still so weird to me, like, after all these years. But isn't that kind of what we talked about last week? Yeah. Where he's just the hybrid. He's the utility man. Yeah. And if he decides to be a rebounder one game, cool. If he decides, if he decides to be a, a point scorer another game, cool. I, you know, it's like filling in the role. You know what? Like, he was efficient, like, just to get the box score. He had a lot of layups in transition. He, he made one out of his two threes. He got to the free throw line. Like you said, he rebounded well. Um, his size is just valuable to have and again i think it helps this mm-hmm. team get out and transition with those second units and when he comes in that first that first quarter stint where like ad or lebron go to the bench he's just another guy who can get out and run and defend multiple positions kind of relatively well so yeah like he he's versatile and like you said the kind of chris taylor kike hernandez utility type player i think he does that it's just so it is still kind of weird to like see him out there and kind of forget he's out there you know Mm-hmm, for sure. Um, you bring up LeBron and AD going to the bench, and then we talked about uh, role players. Is this something that you're keeping an eye on early on in the season to to rest? I believe the broadcast said that LeBron is averaging the least amount of minutes he has in his career uh, so far this year. I think they said that. I believe that. he is, um, or at least close to it. I don't remember last year LeBron and AD being on the bench at the same time very often. Today, I wrote it down, THT, Caruso, Kuz, Trez, and yeah. Keefe. Much better than the last week, the one that they tried with Gasol out there instead of uh, Caruso. So um, that's something I keep my eye on, is preserving those two guys for the long run and what and making sure the Lakers don't fall apart when they're both on the bench, which today they didn't. Today they actually played pretty well. Yeah, that's only been kind of the one like weakness I've seen with the team so far is those minutes when LeBron specifically is on the bench. But yeah, like you mentioned, it is very rare to see LeBron and AD on the bench and the team kind of still kind of float out there and not really sink. And um, I think, again, I think a lot of it does have to do with Houston just not being very good. And it does simplify a lot of things when they're turning it over and that just results in layups and they don't have to try to operate in the half court or create looks for themselves without LeBron and AD. But I'll say this. I really like the Crusoe, Taylor Horn, Tucker, Trez trio. I, I think that's just a ton of energy out there. Um, are you surprised by the amount? I, I think I'm going to ask you every week. Are you surprised by the amount of minutes that THT is getting now that KCP and Crusoe yeah, are back? Yeah, not anymore. I think I think he's he's in the rotation, like 16 minutes tonight. And, yeah. Yeah. He played fantastic last not his Not his best shooting game today, but... It's just the it's the energy that I think that you know it, it's it's great to have energy and it's not reckless energy. Sometimes it gets reckless, like today it got a little bit, but you know he's like learning yeah. his role. And I'm gonna say that I guess a lot today. I said learning your role, role, but really we're, I I think they still are. But I am still surprised to see him out there for as long as he's out there. I think it helps for like a veteran team to have a young guy 
like at this stage of his career to kind of watch watch grow out there and like make mistakes and have fun i think that brings like a certain level of kind of like youthful energy that this team probably needed and it does help like those games when there's they're lethargic or they're not taking it seriously and have a guy like THT just kind of go in there and play hard and it kind of does just raise the spirits i think having that balance of ages on a roster could help uh caruso's uh only played seven games this year uh no points today but defensively he's just there he's just good great to have just and honestly his size always surprises me. yeah i i noticed that today too i'm not sure uh houston's guards are small or what but he did look big out there i noticed that as well yeah yeah his his arms been hitting the gym during COVID, I guess, man, because he, he looking he looking a lot thicker, I think, than he did last year. Um, Alex Padilla here, Alex Regla at Alex Padilla eighty six is my Twitter handle. At Alex M Regla is his Twitter handle. Uh, you, we're not done talking about the game, but you wrote about Anthony Davis this week for SilverScreenRoll.com. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, I did. I wrote about just like I think we talked about it a few games uh, ago that he was shooting a lot of mid range jumpers, and that's kind of been something he's been doing since the bubble uh and i just wrote about why he's probably doing that the reasons behind it on and off the court and um i think the last two games though he's done a much better job of getting to the rim and houston's just kind of still small even though they have more traditional center now that they're just they can't guard ad in the post or on the block or in transition so i think we're seeing that that better balance from him specifically Make sure you guys check that out. Uh, at Alex M. Regla is his Twitter. You also write the throwdowns regularly during the I won't say weekly anymore. <laughs> regularly during the NBA season. And uh, it's just great information for you guys there. So subscribe on his uh, Twitter, at Alex M. Regla. But you can catch uh, that piece at silverscreenerroll.com. Um, so, yeah, dude, awesome work on that. Um, as far as tonight goes... Um, some things that stood out to me, just random, yeah. not really pertaining too much, but um, Stu Lance in the third quarter. <laughs> <laughs> like, the Rockets were so bad in the third quarter. I mean, the, the basketball got really ugly in the third quarter, um, but the Rockets were so bad in the third quarter. I don't remember how many turnovers they had that specifically, but it was a lot. And Stu Lance, and I wrote it down because I didn't want to mess it up. He goes, quote, I honestly don't know what the Rockets are trying to run in their half-court offense. I mean, it's accurate. Like, that was a direct quote. He was like, I don't know what they're doing. And it's true. You watch today. Last year, you knew what the Rockets were. You just, like, there was, it's something that the NBA has never seen before. Today, what are the Rockets? You know, like, I don't even know. It, so it's tough. Like, I think they went hard in that first game he played. I think they beat Portland, if, if I can recall correctly. And I thought, oh, you know what? Like, Maybe I know he wants out, and that trade probably will happen. But I thought maybe playing with John Wall, Christian Wood, DeMarcus Cousins, like he'll learn to maybe appreciate a different style of play that doesn't involve just isolating every possession. But yeah, the body language the last couple of games just feels just looks so bad. Uh, and yeah. I kind of feel for those young guys because they do have some young guys on the team now, in Christian Wood and Tate and some others so yeah it's i don't know what's gonna happen over there i mean a trade just seems like that just has to happen right i mean it it seems like there's just destined to end up in brooklyn because Kyrie, what is Kyrie doing too you know not to get too far away from the lakers but there's just 
I mean, this league, right? <laughs> you got Kyrie taking personal days, and then today, did you see Kyrie was on yeah, a Zoom? Twenty was it twenty minutes before tip off or something like that? Um, Jaharden, at least for my for my take, I listen. I don't know what's happening there. I don't follow the Rockets, but I I see Harden's not really trying all that well, all that much. And you know, the 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 joke I referenced, you guys can look it up on my Twitter. I retweeted it. Like he doesn't look great physically, at least. It, I mean, from comparatively, not just as a person, just comparatively to what he normally looks like. So there's something going on with Houston. And it just goes back to what I said earlier about the Lakers schedule. Been pretty easy. And, you know, not the easiest, but it's not definitely nowhere near like a, a tough schedule so far. But tomorrow, or yeah, tomorrow they do take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at five o'clock. Thunder are 500, five and five so far this season. We'll do our predictions coming up in a little bit. Uh, another thing. That just is, went viral because of it was the coolest thing and the most disrespectful thing I've seen LeBron do in a long time. The corner three yeah. that he shoots turns around to the bench <laughs> before it even like as soon as it left his hand and it goes in and the bench goes absolutely insane. Um, just the coolest play I've seen from LeBron in a long time. I don't. I mean, I haven't ever seen him do that. He might have done that before. I just missed it or forgot about it, but. That, I know Steph does that a lot and others. I remember Gilbert Arenas used to do that. Um, but yeah, that was that caught me off guard. That was pretty wild that he did that. So LeBron on the post-game Zoom right now, thanks to at Gift Sports. I just watched uh, or heard the clip as you were talking. Sorry. Um, it was a bet with Dennis Schroeder. Oh, there you go. So, so LeBron caught it and Dennis goes, bet you won't hit it because he's right behind him. And LeBron says, in order to make it official, you got to say bet. So I turned around and said bet, and then it went in. Dang. That's even more disrespectful, LeBron. You're making bets as you're shooting? <laughs> you know what? It. Oh, man. It, that just adds, like, so much more to the to the shot. Like, that was just awesome, honestly, like, to see that. He, he's been shooting the ball so well. And yeah, that that's great. LeBron, Dennis Schroeder says, bet you won't make it. Like, he's getting taunted. By his own bench, as he's about to shoot a shot in game. Are the Lakers reaching Thanos level right now? What's happening? The chemistry definitely looks like where we we, we were kind of nervous about the chemistry, right? But stuff like yeah, that, we and, and like lately, they they do seem a lot closer, and that's that's definitely a good sign. What do you think about the stuff with Boogie and that? Do you think that adds to the chemistry, like the fact that they had each other's back and? You know, obviously Boogie's is an instigator. We all know it. as close as he is with the guys on the team on the court, it's 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 a different game. But do you think that kind of stuff? I have always thought it's interesting to see who has your back when something like that goes down. No, we've seen LeBron yeah. defend not his teammates in previous years. Remember, like was it, was it the Chris did Paul. Dwayne Wade get a scuff? Chris Paul. There you go. So seeing that is always a positive sign for me. Yeah, like, I don't, like, unless, like you said, either teammates don't have each other's backs or something goes wrong, I, there really is, like, an upside to it in terms of guys bonding or kind of earning each other's respect in that regard where they know if something happens like that, they at least have their back or they at least are there to pick them up and kind of talk to them and make sure nothing nothing escalates or something like that. Because things, like, Marky Morris did charge at DeMarcus Cousins. But I, I think it was Montrezl Harrell and LeBron, but I think Harrell specifically was the one in his ear, you know, holding him back and kind of like calming him down. So 
it was interesting to see a, like a non uh, Laker who wasn't on the team last season be the one to kind of step in there and calm down his teammate and stuff. So I bet that just brought them brought them closer. Yeah, but that it's it's so cool though that that happens one game. LeBron does this in one game, and all of a sudden you just see something that we haven't seen yet from this team that is going to be big. Because listen, in the, in a year. It's still COVID, and you see how it's ravaging the NBA right now. Honestly, to see teams that only have seven guys available. Today, I saw a picture of Joel Embiid sitting literally like in the tunnel while he's on the bench, even though like like that's how far away he's sitting from teammates. So, in a year where I don't think these guys are going to be going out and hanging out with people, like they're going to be close again. They may not be stuck in a hotel twenty four seven again, but these guys really like especially with the new protocols that the NBA instituted today, like you can't have a guest in your, in your hotel anymore. These guys, they're going to have to be close again. So that's a good sign. I think it's a lot of what we said in the bubble last season in terms of how that kind of environment can benefit teams who do have that close knit chemistry. And the Lakers kind of proved that all year last season, but I, I think this year might be even a bigger thing because it's a longer season there. It's going to be a longer time dealing with this type of stuff. And you, you're only going to be with your teammates for most nights, if not with your family, some nights, but yeah, I mean, that's still a big part of this entire game is the chemistry aspect. And if guys can trust each other, especially with such, there's a lot of new players on this team and a lot of new roles, new starters, new, new everything. So yeah, the, the quicker they can build that chemistry, the better. And it's surprising. They're already kind of clicking lately, so it's a good sign. It's a really good sign. So we'll see what happens tomorrow as the Lakers, that's their next game at Oklahoma City, like I said, at 5 o'clock. And then as we do every week to finish off um, the podcast here, we like to do predictions. Um, they finished 3-1 and one since we were last on. I believe you said undefeated? No, I said 3-1. I said 3-1. No, I said three and one because I said I knew they were gonna lose one game one. in there. I just didn't know to who. We we got to start holding each other accountable here. Got to start writing down our bets, our predictions. I mean, not bets. We're not betting. Anything. I know. But anyways, uh, the Lakers play at Oklahoma City tomorrow at five p.m. They play the Pelicans. This schedule starts getting pretty fun here. The Pelicans on Friday in L.A. at seven. And then Monday against the Warriors and Steph Curry's back back. Yeah. Like he's back back. And that's also at Staples Center and that's at seven o'clock. So three games uh, from now until then to, you know, I don't know how difficult, but, you know, they, they're going to be fun when they play the Pelicans and then you play the Warriors. So what do you think the next? Three you know games? what? The Thunder and the Pelicans are playing the Thunder specifically. I think if you look at the record, I think you'd be surprised at where they're currently at in the Western Conference. Uh compared to what people thought they would be at this point. They're 5-5. Five and five, yeah, yeah, people thought they were going to be the worst team in the league easily, given all the moves. Last they made. year, no one thought they would make the playoffs, and they made yeah, the playoffs. Yeah, so uh, that's going to be a scrappy team, um, especially on a back-to-back. Um, hopefully, the Lakers can kind of carry over this effort level they've shown these last couple games and and not just like rely on a, a team being as bad as Houston's been. And that, that hurt them uh, against the Spurs, and it hurt them earlier in the season, too. So I hope they bring that effort level i think i think they can go three and no on this little three games they have up here what about you you know from what they showed me the last two games 
even the Bulls game a little bit, but really uh, uh, the last two games. And I don't know. I hope this. I'm just hoping it's not a byproduct of playing the Rockets that seem not to care. But I do think that three and zero sounds realistic. The Pelicans are not all that great this year. They have a losing record. Uh, the Warriors. It really, to me, the Warriors. It always is going to depend on if Steph shows up or not. But that'll be an interesting test because there's really no one in there is no one in the NBA like Steph Curry. So interesting to see how they match up with that defensively. I'll just say two and one because I don't like to be too optimistic on this podcast. I like to be a little negative. Yeah, and you know what? This just came in. It says Frank Vogel says Wesley Matthews got an MRI and showed nothing other than some swelling. So he'll continue to sit tomorrow. AD is questionable for that game after jamming his toe tonight. The plan is for LeBron to play. That's from our Harrison Oh, the jamming of the toe. Yes. The old jam, the old toe jam there, Mr. Regla. (laughs) Very, very interesting that that's the uh, injury they're going to go with. Yeah, so I don't think Le- I don't think AD plays tomorrow. I'll no, just, I, I, that's my. I, I, I mean, it says he's questionable, um, so we'll see. If you're giving me toe jam or jamming of the toe, I gotta stop saying toe <laughs> jam. Uh, <laughs> that's a Sandlot reference. Um, yeah, I, I mean they're just looking for because what's the rule or what's I don't the, know. I, the, I think they're just a little stricter yeah. this year in terms of the reasons, or you can't just say like. He's not playing because of loan management. I think you have to have some type of health reason or personal reason. You can't just say, oh, load management, not playing. Yeah, so we'll see what happens there. A toe jam is an interesting injury, though. Uh, Alex, um, another great win by the Lakers. Shout out to you. Shout out to everybody that follows this podcast. Um, at Lakers SBN on Twitter. Subscribe on Spotify, Google, Apple, anywhere you listen to podcasts. Check out silverscreenandroll.com for all your Lakers news. Subscribe to Alex's uh, newsletter, The Throwdowns, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter. Make sure you guys do that. And if you want to follow me, at Alex Padilla 86 All right, Alex. So we'll talk to you next week after the Lakers go either 3-0 or 2-1. Sounds good.